0: Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sandra Ladd, and I'm the Senior Minister for First Christian Church Stillwater. We are growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church where all can connect to God's love, and we hope that in this time you experience growth. We pray that this time will help you focus and center on Christ and that in this time, you will sense care and compassion. We pray that this time provide you with a deeper connection to the love of God. Grace and peace be with you. And again, we thank you so much for gifting us with your time. As I said before, this is Paul's last letter written from prison to Timothy, a young preacher who Paul mentored. Most likely, Paul was aware that his time on earth was nearing an end. He was probably aware that he was going to face a martyr's death. We picked up in the middle of chapter two with these words, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descendant of David, this, this. Is my gospel so much powerful truth in those few words in fact what most of what really matters is contained in that sentence remember as a part of the denomination of disciples of Christ this is at the very heart of our theology to remember is something we do every week as a part of our worship services communion here is practiced weekly at an open table, meaning that all are invited and all are welcome always. The purpose is following the instruction of this passage. It is a time set aside to remember. Note, it is an important opportunity, but it is not an automatic. You have to take the opportunity and use it for the purpose for which it was intended. Not thinking about what you'll have for lunch or what's on your to-do list later this afternoon, but remembering during that time that Christ gave his life as a sacrifice for your sins, for my sins that he was in fact tried, found guilty, and put to death by crucifixion, buried. And yet he rose again, a truth that many witnessed and attested to, All that he said would happen, all that the prophets had written about hundreds of years before happened in exact detail, proving beyond all doubt to those who would really investigate that there is no other explanation other than this must have been an act of God. And yet, also descendant of David, God inhabiting The body of a human, fully God and yet fully human, sent to accomplish a mission of love. This, this is the good news. It's all that matters. Paul, through an encounter with Christ, came to believe this for himself, that all of this was in fact true. He totally turned around his life trajectory, turned from crucifying Christians to winning people into the kingdom of Christianity. He spent his life sharing the good news. And at the end, at this very end, he encourages Timothy, spend your life doing the same. Share the good news. Paul is so convinced that he states every hardship, including being imprisoned and chained, is worth the effort because the word of God cannot be chained. Can I tell you that you are witnessing evidence of that today? These words that Paul wrote for Timothy from prison still provide powerful impact even to a group gathered in person and online. All these years later, God's word indeed will not be chained. It wasn't stopped by putting Paul in prison. It wasn't stopped because of the many who were put to a martyr's death. Our creativity in making sure that we could continue services throughout COVID was actually nothing new. It was just a different way of doing what had been done throughout history. No effort, no effort, no matter how great, has ever worked to chain the Word of God, which will accomplish its purpose, According to God's will. Paul endured all, not for his own benefit, but for the sake of the elect who are all that God chose, everyone. We are each and every one the elect of God. And Paul endured all so that God's salvation could be experienced by all, with the eternal glory promised in Scripture. Those are the promises that we stand on. This vertical connection with God results in this horizontal connection that connects us with others. You know, we have offered this large number of Bible studies presented in a variety of ways in person and online through numerous resources, and a large number of them, a large number of them have presented this concept of vertical connection that improves our horizontal connection and it all signifies the sign of the cross we reach up which causes us to reach out our most recent study find your people refers to that concept right relationship with God leading to right relationship with others Paul goes on to say this saying is sure Commentaries agree that Paul is most likely referring to the lyrics of an ancient hymn. Hymns were originally words of the heart, poems, songs, outcries of the soul, sometimes accompanied with musical instruments, but not always. I did a lot of research this week on this topic because it is so important to so many of you, and I believe that it's important to God, and I want to get it right I am more convinced than ever that what matters is that the intent of the music in worship should be to draw our attention to the attributes, to the character, into the presence of God with us, to focus our hearts and our minds on the one who is ever and always worthy of our wholehearted focus. And that happens in a huge variety of ways. It has from the very beginning because God created us as diverse beings. It's different for each and every one of us with or without instruments, regardless of which instruments, fast or slow tempo, emotion or intellect. The intent should always be a revelation of God. And all of us, all of us, need to set aside our personal preferences and realize that a revelation of God is our focus and that will not happen if our focus is in what we like or don't like. Maybe, maybe there's an incredible opportunity in a song that isn't our style or our tempo or our our preference to connect instead with the theology of the song. And to tell you, I experienced that myself last week as we sang, I know in whom I have believeth during communion in a much faster, upbeat tempo than I would prefer during communion. But how can you sing the words to that song and not trust that God is still able to do incredible work no matter what? It seems to me like a bit of a contradiction to sing that I believe that God is able and yet act as otherwise or profess faith in God and stick my hands in my pockets and refuse to sing because those words aren't being sung in a tune familiar to me or incorporating the instrument of my choice. The words from the hymn that Paul wanted Timothy to share, they were about sacrifice and giving our lives completely and totally to God, about endurance, knowing that it will not always be easy But it is always worth it about God's faithfulness, even when we are unfaithful. Remind them of this, Paul says, and warn them. Avoid wrangling over words. Isn't that awesome? If you take nothing else from today's message, I hope that you hear the amazing inclusion of us Oklahoma folks in the use of the word wrangle. Do you not get this incredible visual of this rodeo cowboy that's wrestling in the dirt with a calf, trying so hard to tie up those legs with this calf that just struggles not to be bound? And, and, isn't it more? Isn't it just what we're living right now? Like, isn't that what we experience on a daily basis? Isn't that just a beautiful, beautiful visual of our political mess and division that we witness multiple times each day wrangling over words does no good, but it ruins those who are listening. Wisdom that we should all carry in our hearts and our minds. Maybe when we have no control over what's being spoken, we just don't listen. The passage closes not with what we shouldn't do, but what we should do instead, and I love this, Do your best. Many of the preachers providing commentary on the scriptures from the revised common lectionary advised against using the epistles, counsel that I did not see before I selected the passages for our focus, but I'm baffled. Why? I have loved these passages, and I love that simple phrase, just do your best, because that's all any of us can do. And something that we should remember about each other. We are all just doing our best. The problem comes when we forget that what we're to do our best at, our priority, is an investment of our time, our resources, and our talents in doing our best to present ourselves to God as one approved by him rightly explaining the word of truth. Not working our way up some corporate ladder or acquiring a large accumulation of stuff that we will only leave behind or winning anyway according to the world standards. Life goals should be towards investment and understanding and sharing the good news. Please remember last week's passage. You do not do that alone. The Holy Spirit is with you, teaching, guiding, leading you to fulfill your God-given purpose, sometimes even convicting you of those ways where you are off track or missing the mark. Ashley gave me a wonderful compliment this week as we were talking about this passage. Her kind words brought encouragement and confidence, but it's also just a really good example of the truths that we've been studying. She said, for me, You rightly explained truth last week when you concluded the service sharing the example of God being able to accomplish his purpose in spite of the mistakes made in the service. She said it was a great example of the words you had just preached, and not only did you make that connection, but you took the time to share it with us. I didn't, however, see it on my own. It truly was guided, it was a spirit guidance, provided Providing that awareness during the time that we use as a time of meditation following the service to seek what God is saying to me. What are you saying to me in this message today? As you all sang Waymaker, these lyrics are what I stood up here and heard. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are way maker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God. That is who you are. You are here. Touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Turning lives around. I worship you. How can a softened heart hear those words and not believe that it's true? We don't do the work. God does the work. And our failures, flaws, and shortcomings will not stop God from doing the amazing work he wants to do. In fact... According to this scripture, the work's already been done in and through Jesus Christ. And Paul, Paul knew it. He believed it so much that he spent his life encouraging others to believe it also. And before he passed from this life onto the eternal glory that he knew God had promised he would receive, he wanted Timothy to do the same. I would bet Paul never imagined that God would use those words to influence us all these years later. Can you imagine, Paul, even comprehending that we would be sitting in this service today along with services all throughout the world, that this word would be broadcast online, available to watch? What incredible things will God do with the best you have to offer? Something to ponder this week as we go along our way. Amen.